Welcome to Gain That Tune. Everybody, it's game that tune, and we are back in the house once again. It's your boy John Harrington here, and we've got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We've got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we've got David Fleming. Say hey. Dave's not. I mean, hey. Yeah. Fucking hey, David. Drink some water, okay? You know, the weed show was two episodes ago. <laughs> um, wait. Wait, yeah, no, wait, the weed, the weed theme John, wasn't official. you need to drink some water, oh, man. No. It was two recordings ago, it one was, episode ago. Thank you, was, that's that's where my brain, that's where the disconnect was. It was, uh, it was a movie commentary and an episode ago. Either way, David, you should not still wait, be stoned. We, we did an episode last week? <laughs> I, I, you know, see, and that is more in line with the bits. Jesse, he blacked out the whole thing. He went down to Miami. He got that weird, like, chemical spice weed. And, you know, just, like, he doesn't remember anything that happened. Someone said but, I almost died. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Yeah. Um, but that was uh, that was last week's episode. This is this week's episode. Welcome back to Game That Tune, everybody. Uh, it's the video game music guessing game show where we each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs. A little bit of trivia. We goof off. We have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the night picks the theme for next week and plays some bonus tunes. And despite blacking out, our winner last week was Jesse Moore. And Jesse, I'm sure you can recall the theme that you selected for this week's episode. No, I have literally no idea. Oh, crap. Oh, well, let's see if wait, see we can a, jog your memory. <laughs> there's a... Oh, there's a notepad here on my desktop. Oh, it, oh, I wrote a bunch of stuff. Cool. Okay, it oh, says... Oh, no. Only read the last part. Okay. Oh, the last part, it says, David has a giant schlong. It's so, important that we read that part often. Well, that was the last part. John told me to read the last part. But okay, uh, before but, that, it says, games that remind you of Zelda games. Yes, there it is. Yeah. That's the theme. Oh, game. that explains why the game, the music I picked. That explains why you printed <laughs> up that giant uh, image of you know Zelda's butt and just framed it. And you've had it sitting next to your bedroom you know, for the last week or so. We get it, Jesse. Yeah, uh, there are many things that remind you of the Legend of Zelda, and man, this theme—it's—it's uh, it's going to be interesting. I I'm curious to see what it is that reminds everybody of the Legend of Zelda. Is it princesses? Is it I don't know. Kingdoms, magic, adventure, green outfits. There, there's so many ways that a game could remind you oh, of I the Legend Madden of Zelda because they're like the Seahawks. Yeah, those hideous green Seahawk <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> I was just about to say, was it as open as this game has a princess? Therefore, it's Zelda-like. Yes. Fuck. Games that remind you of Zelda. It could be literally, you just have like, a, there could be a pointy-eared character. You'd be like, oh, there you go. Got it. Uh, you know, could, you could have just chosen Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> There's a few stages there. But uh, yeah, it's it's a wide open theme, baby. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. I, 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 like I said, I'm curious to see what it is that we all think of when we think Legend of Zelda. Uh, we've got some great games. We've got five fantastic games. We've got a great fan request. And really, Johnny, I think we just got to jump right into it. So uh, slowly open up that treasure chest and look at the glow that's coming out and then 
dive inside a little bit and pull out game one and hold it over your head. God, I wish I had that sound effect. God, yeah. Oh, well, you have to make it with your mouth. Do it. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. That's, that's, you know, better than I expected that you were going to yeah. do. Yeah. Okay, that's right, worse. Yeah. Now Bismarcky's starting to turn in his grave, Johnny. Oh my so God. <laughs> maybe just play something from the soundboard and start game one. Game one.
All right, guys. So this game and its sequel are two of the only, uh, or actually, sorry, they are the only two uh, games made as console exclusives for a Nintendo console by this uh, remarkably successful video game developer. It just ends like. How you guys feeling? I'm, I'm yeah, feeling real, pretty good. Real good. So good, man. Yeah. Real good. No. Oh. Oh. Legendarily good. Yeah. Oh, Johnny, <laughs> he's got, he's got quite an answer. He says Zelda. Sadly, in this case, incorrect. Jesse has Metroid with a sword and a shield. Also, sadly incorrect. And David says Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, a GameCube exclusive. Sadly incorrect. No, sadly, it's that other GameCube exclusive that reminds people of The Legend of Zelda, David. Oh, fuck. Is it Bait and Kikos? No. Oh, no, fuck. God. That doesn't... <laughs> Uh, that, you know, good pull. I, I, a, I wish I yeah. knew what that was. No, this this is a game called Lost Kingdoms for the GameCube. Oh, oh, yeah, Lost okay. Kingdoms. Isn't that a Developed, card game? Uh, what? Am I thinking of the card game Lost? Is is I it a card game? No, it's a it's a Zelda like adventure game. You play as a uh, Princess Katia and you explore a uh, world that's being covered by a dark fog, looking for your father, just, the king. Just what you're thinking of is uh, Magic Gathering. <laughs> no, yes. no, no, no. There's a. <laughs> it was a GameCube game. I thought that came out on the Super Nintendo. No, by Blizzard. Lost... No, that's Lost, Lost Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> oh, okay. Good job. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, it's also not the Lost Levels before Johnny tries to make that joke. Um, no, it's Lost Kingdoms for the GameCube, uh, developed, of course, by From Software. Maybe uh, people who have played games in the last ten years or so have heard of them. Ooh, um, I know them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe people are still playing uh, one of those yeah, games. Yeah, this is a, like a card game. What? No, it's, yeah. a, it's a Zelda adventure game for the GameCube where you're playing as a princess and you have a magic rune stone and you have to fight monsters and explore a kingdom with fields and temples and eventually you fight a god of destruction uh it's it's uh i you know i didn't do much research into this to be quite honest i you know i kind of picked it last minute i you know i was kind of just looking through uh you know it, i searched for adventure games and just kind of started going from there and i was like oh from software made a you know zelda game for the gamecube and you know, I went from there because people like Elden Ring, people like Dark Souls, that series. Figure we could talk for a brief second about From Software. You know, like, uh, does anybody find it odd that From Software doesn't make games for Nintendo system? Um, that's not true. They recently did a, I think, uh, a Dark Souls remaster they put on Switch. Yes. So they made a port of Dark Souls that came out in 2011 for the Switch in 2018. Before that. From Software released a Monster Hunter cartoon spin-off game on the PSP and 3DS. And before that, they released two games that don't have clickable Wikipedia links for the DS. And they released the two Lost Kingdoms games for the GameCube. And that is the extent to which From Software has made games with Nintendo. I don't understand why these companies don't have a relationship. <laughs> hmm. I have nothing to say about the relationship. I was only looking up information about this game and its sequel, and I wanted to bring this up because I just discovered that the sequel um, stars a a young princess uh, who appears to have resting bitch face and whose <laughs> name is Tara Grimface. It's like, that's a little on the nose. Yeah. Okay, I've got into that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, like a, like a Grimface. It looks like a lot of the game, like, the battles are done using, like, cards. And, like, you can capture uh, monsters to make more cards, or you can buy more cards. And so you use cards to, like, do the battles. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. Fuck, man. I thought it said real... It says battles, well, yeah, action role-playing game. They're in game. real time, but you're, real time like, battle. in real time playing the cards. Fuck, there it is. Card-based. God. Oh, man. That blows the whole thing for me. What the hell? You know, I thought this was a Zelda-like, not a fucking Kingdom Hearts chain of memories-like. You know, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You're I've using fucking... It, it. Look at that. You're using elemental cards. It's an element... It's Pokemon. Yeah. Pretty much, because you're capturing I mean, monsters in the cards. Uh, and you're still adventuring with a young princess, so it's I mean, still it's, a Zelda-like according to the, the theme. That was the thing. But yeah, by all the trappings of, you know, looking at it, it reminded me of Zelda. But now that I've learned about this, now I'm kind of Man, uh, yeah, I thought we had a I thought we had a forgotten like Zelda-like classic from From Software here. Instead, we got this fucking weird card sequel. No, I'm glad they didn't fucking make any more of these. You know, but you know, that still begs the question of why From Software put this weird card fighting game out for Nintendo and never did anything else with them. I, I don't understand why those companies don't have a 
working relationship. I could but, understand why mm. they did this if it came out on the DS or the Wii, because so many people bought those consoles like you could throw anything out and try to make a buck. But sure. the fact that it came out on the GameCube, yeah. that's surprising. Yeah, and it's like an early GameCube game. That's the thing. This is, you know, really also a, it's a slight, you know, future GTT Gems tie-in. It came out May of 02. It was, you know, just a few months after launch. Like, you know, I think From Software probably thought they had something here. And then, uh, they, and then they put out a sequel. And then they just stopped making things for Nintendo systems. I don't get it. I'm kind of pissed off, man. This, you know, I was already on the fence about this pick. And that's the thing. Honestly, card battle games piss me the fuck off. And I don't know if you guys noticed when we were listening to that music. It's not very good. <laughs> Uh, it soundtrack. Fine. It was playing. not excellent. It was a little bland, a little repetitive, yeah. and that last song was a fucking mess. You know, I. You know, fuck me, man. Yeah, this fuck is this. a baffling pick. This is. This, did you? It feels like, like I'm. I'm sure you got stuff going on right now, Listen, or something. I have a lot going on, and, and to be honest, as I was preparing for this you. episode, I realized something. I don't play games that remind me of Zelda. I, I play Zelda games. And the games that I have played that do remind me of Zelda, I've realized I used almost every one of them for the show already. It's you know it's late in the game, man. But I, I don't stand by this pick. I retract this pick. Johnny, fucking let's keep it going. I'll figure something out for the end of the show. Game Fuck this game. two. I should say the new game one. <laughs>
So, um, much of the gameplay footage used in early trailers did not actually make it into the final game. Uh, this includes footage of a section in which the main character boards and controls an ancient mini-mech and uses its lasers to blast open a door, as well as a section in which the main character uh, seems to be a portion of the labs from the area of the map, and one of the large creatures contained there tries to punch its way out. I have a, an additional piece of trivia if anyone would like. Sure. Yeah. Eh, sure. So, um, the main character in this game was set to appear in a special side quest in Shantae Half-Genie Hero, while Risky Boots was going to appear in a special side quest in this game. Very sadly, uh, this did not come to pass. That, thanks, David. Oh my god. Uh, let's see some answers. 
John Regan says Zelda 2, sadly incorrect. Uh, Jesse says Tetris uh, with an L block. Oh, I get it. It's a link block um, with a hat, <laughs> sword, and shield. Sadly incorrect. Uh, John Harrington has the correct answer. This is Hyper Light Drifter. Oh, I've played yeah, that. baby. Okay, so Jesse that. has played it. John, John, have either of you played this? No. I thought it was a space game based on the name. No. Huh. Um. So the... I believe it was the director of the game, or maybe like the lead programmer. Um, one of the higher ups involved in this game described it as a link to the past cross Diablo. Interesting. So mm. it's it's pretty much a it's a very atmospheric, moody game. It's kind of hard, but it's enjoyable. Um, it has that same like top down perspective, uh, and you star as this character named the Drifter who has amnesia. And he can sort of dash and use a sword, and he has a gun. And that's pretty much all he's got. And you're just kind of dropped into this world, and you have to, like, explore and find your way around it. Um, So it's very Zelda 1-esque, where you're just plopped down and it's like, okay, here's a sword, go. Hmm, cool. Um, It has that, like, very indie game like pixel art style um i really like the look of the game especially because the the drifter he doesn't have like a normal sword it's i don't want to say a lightsaber but for lack of a better term it kind of looks like a lightsaber because it's got this like glowing blue trail effect Um, it's like a hyper white yeah almost um and the, the combat can be very hard and challenging, but it's fun because, like I said, you have your sword and you have a gun. So you've got close-up attacks and range attacks, but you get ammo for your gun by using your sword. So, like, you'll get in close with your sword, do some combos, build up ammo for your gun, and then back off and use that to shoot. Um, so there's a lot of strategy in the combat for this game. Yeah, it seems like companies, especially indie companies that want to make games that remind people of Zelda, have gotten pretty good at balancing these things and making games with slightly more challenging and, like, rewarding combat. Uh, Like, I love Zelda games, don't get me wrong. But the combat has never been the deepest thing about the Zelda series. Like, uh, even with, like, you know, once you add in, like, uh, the Z-targeting... And then eventually, like, parry attacks and things. Combat's really not the big thing in a Zelda game. Like, it's 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 what drives the action, don't get me wrong. But it's not, like, I don't know, you know perfectly I... timed dodges and, you know, upgrading moves. Like, Twilight Princess got pretty good with that. Adding new stuff in and, you know, progressing the game like that. But, you know, combat in Zelda games is not necessarily what I would call their strongest suit. Yeah, I, I definitely think they hit their high point with, like, Twilight Princess Skyward Sword, but like yeah. a link to the past, you're basically just swinging a sword in front of you, and that's it. Well, now hold on, David. Actually, Link to the Past. Uh, if you're smart like me, you're doing multiple things. You're either swinging a sword in front of you, or you're charging up with the running boots and running through the entire environment and just running motherfuckers over, or you're keeping that spin attack constantly charged so you can just poke people in the front, so you don't even have to swing your sword. You can poke them. Or you can hit him with the spin attack. It's deep combat, David, this uh, this Link to the Past combat. 
I like how you just spent that entire bit talking about how combat was never the strong suit, and then discussing the strong suit of Link to the Past combat. Oh, sarcastically, of course, David. It's, okay. It's all okay. quite, quite simple. Uh, you know, you're talking a, a run, a poke, a slash, or a spin attack, and uh, they're all interchangeable. <laughs> so there's no reward for using any of them correctly. Um, but no, it's it's a fun game. Um, like I said, it's it's a little on the challenging side, and I'm I'm kind of sad because they have announced a sequel, uh, Hyper Light Breaker. Um, and I was like, oh hell yeah, I'm excited for this. It's going to be like a 3D game instead of the like flat pixel art graphics. Like, okay, I'm into this. And then they announced it was going to be a roguelike. I was like, ah. That's that other thing that indie developers have kind of keyed in on. <laughs> yeah, you can miss me with that. <laughs> Which, you know, I, I just want to officially state it for the record. If you're a huge fan of roguelikes, more power to you. I'm glad that you have that genre that you enjoy. I personally do not. So I would like, like everybody in our chat right now to state whether or not you are a big fan of roguelikes. And if you are, please leave. Um, you're not welcome on this stream anymore. <laughs> You uh, that's, that's, you go yeah. ahead and say we're you know, we're anti you know anti roguelike. We're, we're doing Zelda likes tonight, not roguelikes. Yeah. But I don't I, I don't like I, it. I feel like Hyperlight Drifter was one of those indie games that kind of caught on because the Drifter himself has actually made cameo appearances. Um, he was a playable character in Runbow, um, and. I can't remember the name of it. It's not Rivals of Ether, but one of the like indie Smash Brothers type games. He appeared in that game. They included him. Um, and I remember seeing the trailer. I was like, oh, the Drifter's in this fighting game. That's awesome. And then I was watching him play. I was like, oh, it's Marth. It's it's exactly Marth. Like yeah, He say, has yeah. the same side move. He has the same up move. It's like, it, it's Marth. Uh-huh. Okay, that fits. Yeah, sword character in a fighting game. How novel. <laughs> uh, man. Um, I'm glad they are making more of this, though. I mean, I like seeing indie games get sequels. Um, always happy to see something get supported enough to, to be ongoing. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, I, you know. I would say, oh, I don't think I'll check out the sequel, but I have to check out this one first. I, re- I remember how I fucking recall these tunes. This, uh... This was in our best of 2016 mixtape. I think it was the first uh, end of year mixtape we ever did on this show. And I was just, like Googling 2016 games and taking in a lot of music. And it's a good, uh, you know, kind of slow, ambient, kind of vaporwave soundtrack. So, you know, that's uh, that's where I remembered hearing it from. It's, uh, yeah, it's I like it's the vibe. Of, it's one of those things where it's like when you're in the game, you're exploring, you're dodging and attacking enemies, like hearing that music is great, but when you listen to it on its own, it's like, hmm, I feel like this lacks something. Like, there should really be an interactive element to this. It's but, I mean, it's good low fee lo fi fucking, you know, beats to study to, for sure. Like it uh it, it it's a it's a whole mood. It's, it's great it's for that. It's definitely an ambient soundtrack. Yes. Um, good for good for that. And yeah, I I like this game, um, and I'm glad that they are making a sequel, even if it's not my cup of tea, because the Drifter's cool. He's got that, like, post-apocalyptic cloak with the giant glowy sword. Like, it's a cool design. Hey, yeah, love to see it. Love a good cloak. You know, David, list off your, uh, I don't know, top three cloaks in games. Um... 
Well, there is uh, the name who that I can't think of off the top of my head, but there's the, the cloak in Link to the Past that gives you, like... Doesn't it give you, like, invulnerability? Uh, yeah, it's an invisibility slash invincibility cloak. Very handy item later on in Link to the Past. <laughs> cool, that's all three, huh? <laughs> I feel like there's probably some Marvel game where you can play as Cloak and Dagger, so that's going on there. Mm. Um, and then I'm sure. through number three, I'm going to go with the cloak that Zelda wears in Twilight Princess. It, that Okay, yeah, that's actually a great pick, because yeah, when you first see Zelda wearing the hell out of that cloak, it sets the whole mood for that game. Well, it was so weird because you see Princess Zelda in the official art and everything, and she looks so regal in stature, and then you get into the game and she's just shrouded in black. Like, oh, fuck. I feel like something has happened. Is she going to a funeral? Guys that make Zelda played Kingdom Hearts. This, uh, man, this is going bad. Oh, God, I should have gone with King Mickey's cloak. There's a lot of cloaks in Kingdom Hearts, David. It's okay, though. I put you on the spot. So, um, dope pick, man. Le- you know, I'm surprised we haven't used this before. Good, uh, good so soundtrack, good game. And I was yeah. pleasantly surprised because it means I got to use it. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, uh, anything else then on Hyperlight Drifter before we uh, move on? Uh, no, it's a fun game. Um, it's been around for a while. If you haven't checked it out yet, definitely check it out now. Yeah, man. Great pick. John, have you found a, before we move on, have you found a new game yet? No, I'm still looking. Right. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, proving harder than even finding this uh, original game was. But I got you know, don't worry, I, I got. It. Okay. Game three.
<clears throat> All right. Um, let's see. This game from uh, let's. The game omits to mention that you can pick up and throw random boxes in addition to puzzle critical orbs. Um, yeah, they just never tell you. And then I had no idea. Also, I'm playing like 10 hours into this game and I get close to a box and I'm like, I can pick these up. Shit. I think it's over. I just yeah. want to clarify, Jesse, is this your game or is this the fan request? This is my game. Okay. Thought I um, had it there for a second in the last song, but the, the piano finish <laughs> kind of threw me for a loop, so now yeah. I'm not so sure. It'll get you. Yeah. Let's see what we got. Johnny says Zelda 3, or Zelda X3, <laughs> which I think is like a Mega Man X game. Um, David says Tunic, incorrect. And, uh,. John is close with F Zero GP Legend. Legend? Yeah. I'm sorry, Jesse, before you reveal what the game is, I just want to ask games that remind you of Zelda, how the fuck is F Zero GP Legend close? Legend? Yeah, Legend's in the title. That's right Legend. there. Yeah. <laughs> Legend. The Legend oh, of uh, F-Zero GP. Yeah, yeah, the Captain Falcon Legend. <laughs> God, I would love a Zelda-type game where it's just like Captain Starting Falcon. Starring Captain Falcon. <laughs> See, I would like Earth. the reverse. I would like an F-Zero game where it's Zelda. You're just, like, racing David, on horseback at 2,000 kilometers an hour. 
Yeah. Okay, Jesse, what what game did we just listen to before oh, we started yeah. <laughs> going off on tangents? This is Unsighted. Yeah, it's a uh, came out I think last year, and um, it's it's really good, guys. It's a little like top down action RPG type game. Um, really cool, like uh, art style. I really think this is like a David game. Um, you play as like a uh, an automaton, and you, you don't remember anything, and you're like slowly trying to figure out what's going on. And in this particular world, automatons are like robots that have you know sentience, and they can like think on their own and do whatever and just be cool. Yep. But uh, they're running out of time that they can be like that, and so like if they run out of uh, time they become unsighted which just makes them like robots that go crazy and kill people and stuff um and so like there's like these this meteor that had crashed on earth and uh the stuff in the meteor helps the um the automatons continue being you know cool and stuff and so while you're playing this game when you talk to like different robots and stuff it'll say how much time they have left and so when you find this stuff, you can give it to certain people um, or you cannot give it to people. And like, you know, maybe you want to upgrade yourself more and you end up uh, loot like <laughs> the shopkeeper go ends up going unsighted. And then you like you have to kill him and because he tries to kill people and then you don't have a shopkeeper. <laughs> So oh. like, so like, you gotta kind of make choices and stuff. Um, there's a lot of puzzles, like to get to different places involving like switches and using like your sub weapons. It's you know very Zelda like in that way. Um, the combat th- though does remind me a little bit of Souls in a way because there's a lot of emphasis on parrying, um, which uh, when you start pulling it off, it looks it looks really really sharp. Um, like it'll, like there's these big robot beetle-looking things that you'll fight, and like if they try to jump on you and you parry them just right, it goes all like slow mo and it says perfect in like green letters, and like the uh, the like uh, beetle like falls on its back, and then your next attack is an automatic critical, and um, it's like the combat is real smooth and fun. Um, you can parry like projectiles and. It's 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 pretty it's pretty challenging. There's a lot of good puzzles so far. Um, you can definitely see like Zelda DNA in there, and even yeah. with like the the time element is, if it's kind of like Majora Masky in a way. Like you have a time limit to do stuff, and you know, except when people you know run out of time in this game, it's for fucking good. So <laughs> that's pretty serious. I I, yeah. I kind of like it. I'm looking at the images of it now, and yeah, the the art style is really dope. Uh, I was just gonna say, it's like it seems that the main character is a white-haired, dark-skinned robot with in thigh highs with a sword and a gun. And yeah. I don't want to say I'm an easy mark, but this does definitely look like a game for me. Like yeah, I said, Jesse, it was a fucking David game. That's a lot oh, of yes, boxes just, to tick. Uh, Jesse, if you want to go on Twitter and just kind of start replying to Jade Cargill tweets with screenshots from this game and see if you can get her to cosplay oh, as this man, character. Oh, man, that'd be badass. My word, I'd be into that. But there's also this other character in here. So I'm looking at some of these images and, like, some of the 
seemingly more like promotional stuff. It's the white-haired robot kind of being held by this other, like, uh, more like crimson female robot. Oh, and I think that's the, her girlfriend. Yeah, and in the action, it looks like the crimson robot is holding a very large axe. Yeah, she has a really big axe. It's ooh, cool. Ooh, baby, I'm into that. <laughs> like, it, it does kind of remind me just a tiny bit of that famous picture of the the, the, the tall redhead holding the smaller woman. Yes, by the that neck. famous picture. <laughs> so, um, I... Again, I was looking, this is a David game. <laughs> I yes, was looking at the so. uh, the picture of what I assume is the main character, and then I found like a group shot of multiple characters, and I see the uh, woman with the giant axe. I also see a woman with a giant wrench, presumably yeah, as a weapon. Yep. And also, it looks like there's a corgi. There's yeah, how there's have a robot I not has... played this game? Yeah. <laughs> there's a robot with a pet store, and you have to like go find dogs for him to sell to people. Yeah, this is a and David so, game. Yeah, this so, is this is me all over. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Like, you're, are you, like, starting a puppy mill in this game? What do you mean you got to find wait, dogs no, no, for this no. guy to sell? No, just, <laughs> that's concerning. Well, they're robots. <laughs> Robot puppy mill, not as severe as uh, living puppy mill. Yeah. Still a little upsetting. <laughs> but, uh, you know, not as upsetting. Jeez. Um, Johnny always finding the bright side. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, this this looks really cool, man. Uh, you know, I, I dig the uh, dig the style. Uh, it's uh, it looks like every place I'm reading about it, it's describing. It says it's a Metroidvania. Is there side-scrolling parts to it, or are they just saying that like you unlock areas I, with items you get later on in the game? That kind of the, thing. The thing that reminds me of a Metroidvania is the map. Okay. Like how the map fills out is very Metroidvania-esque. Yeah. But, like, solving the puzzles and stuff reminds me of Zelda. Like, I'm pushing blocks around, I'm, you know, hitting switches, I'm, you know, defeating a certain amount of enemies to open up a chest. Like, there's a lot of Zelda-esque stuff to it. Yeah, another thing about it, that's a a really good idea. Just, you know, how to to make a game seem like Zelda. Blocks and switches. Yeah. Easy, easy comparison. But, like, in this game, there's, um, the combat is is a little deeper, too, so you have that going for it. Because, um, like, you can have, like, a, a ranged weapon um, and a melee weapon. You could have two melee weapons, two ranged weapons. Um, like, currently, I've been, I have, a, like, a katana blade and a giant shuriken. Um, because the shuriken, you can, uh, like, control it, which is really good for, like, hitting switches around corners and stuff. Um, but I did recently craft a, uh, grenade launcher and that's where I thought to myself, man, this isn't like a good thwomp sound from a grenade launcher. My man, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's a satisfying sound effect. That's that's part of the only reason that like, you know, playing with them and fucking, you know, Goldeneye was fun. Yep. You know, that, that telltale thump. You know you're getting fucked up when you hear uh, hear that come from somebody else's screen. Yeah, but uh, this has a very good thwomp sound. I just want to say, as somebody who literally got a degree in audio broadcasting, hearing everybody talk about how important sound effects are, it just makes me so happy. Yeah, they're, they're, they're important. Like David got a degree in you know audio with a minor in thwomp. Um, so for all of us to be here now discussing, <laughs> there thwomp. it is. God, oh, yes, man, exactly. You guys talk about how important sound effects are. Reminds me. Uh, Pepsi Max! Spikes! How absurd!
My goodness. We need can we get a grenade launching thwomp sound added to the sound? Almost. Sorry, I hit G for grenade. I forgot G's for game over. Right. You really should label those keys better. You would have remembered if you had put a good thwomp sound on the soundboard before. But, man, yeah. Um, Jesse, this game looks fucking dope. It's and really I, good. I'm mostly saying that to pitch it to David. David, this game looks fucking dope, man. You gotta yeah, it game. does. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, man, it's, it ticks a lot of boxes. I mean, you know, robots, lesbians, thwomp. Like, you, you know, can, like, make stuff. Like, there's crafting. Um, there's a thing. You, you equip little, like, uh, chips into your programming to... Um, David do loves like chips. more damage or you know certain effects over time um there's also like Doritos these called cogs that like give I you mean, more defense and attack it's it's really really fun you sold me on redhead with a giant axe like I'm good yeah. you, you can stop talking crafting. <laughs> you're undoing the uh, the sell of the game at this point uh, keep it simple, baby. As soon as you show David a sexy redhead wielding a giant axe, he pretty much goes to the eShop. We know uh, we know how this thing goes. It is on Switch. Uh, is it... Would you say, Jesse, perfect oh, for Switch? it's definitely perfect for Switch. Really? Yeah, I feel like we haven't said that in quite some time. You know, ever since you became such a staunch game passer... Oh, I, feel I still like play my Switch, though. I, I know, but I feel like we've been neglecting to say when a game is perfect for Switch. We've been stumping for Game Pass for so long that we've forgotten to remind people that many games are perfect for Switch. It's good. It's good to get back in that groove, man. Yeah. 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 Like a, like a good Zelda game. Perfect for Switch. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I think, uh, Jesse, is there anything else? That, David? No, I was just going to say, before we move on, I kind of had the song stuck in my head. Johnny, can you do the Pepsi Man sound one more time? Thank you. That'll jar something loose. Um. Oh, oh, oh before we move on, uh, one thing. Friends. John, what's the status of that new game, man? I, uh, I'm almost there. You got, uh, you uh, gotta uh, get this fucking new game, man. That's what she said. Yeah, I know. I, it's okay, man. I got it. it you know, the fucking you know this uh, this game okay. jarred something loose. I got I got uh, I got ideas. Trust me. It's it, it's all coming together. Uploading soon. Oh, oh, damn it. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> oh, I like that one. Game four. Now that's a forgotten sound effect.
Uh, this is our fan request. All right. Uh, this uh, 2022 release um, was made by one guy, and uh, he said, said that this game was inspired by certain classic triangle-seeking games. Um, and within the game, uh, you find uh, pages of instruction manuals in which the art is heavily inspired by the instruction booklets of classic NES games. So, uh, again, this is our fan request, and you too can request songs in the Discord channel, and that's where a lot of people make requests, and it's real fun. Uh, Remember when people used to email those requests? I don't think we've gotten one of those in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got. Do it. Hang on one sec. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jesse. I know everybody else already heard it. Who did the request come from? Oh, uh, I haven't said it yet, but the request oh. came from Aker. Um, oh, okay. Handsome Thanks, boy of the tunas. Huh? Uh, let's see. Um, Johnny has said Zelda DXXX. That is sadly incorrect. Um, <laughs> David says, I was going to try to win, but I give up. And then there's a penis. Um, that is sadly incorrect. And John says Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. That is also incorrect. This is uh, Tunic. Damn it, job, I remember you talking about this game, so I thought that's what you were bringing to the show, so that's when I guessed it when it was your game. Oh, this is like some 6D level chess shit going on. Yeah, yeah, and the only one playing and losing is you. Well, how I, because uh, originally I was gonna pick Tunic, and that's basically why I was gonna do this theme. And then I thought to myself, well, 
I do like Tunic a lot, but right now I kind of bounced off of it, and I've been really into Unsighted, and so I was like, well, I feel like it represents me more if I pick Unsighted, and, you know, I can channel, like, Aker's obvious love for this game instead. Um, because yeah. it is, it's an excellent game, I will say. So, so basically what you're saying is originally I would have gotten a point, but I didn't get a point. In a, in a different yeah. universe. Yes, David, you were correct. Cool. Yes. So, uh, Not if, this if, universe. if Dr. Strange shows up, yeah, the score well, could change. David, if you want to fix it, you just got to call the time variance authority. Okay. And mm-hmm. they'll get you all straightened out. Wow. Yeah. Have you really not watched anything Marvel since Loki? Like, dude, Moon Knight is out now. You got to catch up. I, well, I have been watching that. <laughs> Does Moon Knight oh, okay. have something to do with time variance? No, I don't know. I haven't seen the newest episode, so yeah. no okay. spoilers. Are you just burning on Johnny for slightly out-of-date Marvel references? Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> that the energy you want to bring to the rest of the show, David? Is that what we're going to fucking do? Uh, yeah, I'm pissed because I guessed Tunic and I got it right, just not in the right order. I want to know, uh, quick around the horn, how, how much Marvel stuff have we all consumed since Endgame? Like, all of it? All of it, yeah. You guys watch everything that comes out on Disney Plus? I honestly. I, I, I feel was going to say, it. I've seen everything except literally the episode of Moon Knight that came out today because I didn't have time before the show. Same. Oh, I think I'm, I'm two Moon Knight episodes behind. But cool. I haven't so, been watching. So it's me that quit the MCU, not the rest of you guys. Good oh, I haven't <laughs> seen M- MCU or the What If either. I've seen one episode of that. Oh, What If is so Good much watching. fun. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have but, to watch it before I go see Doctor Strange. Or not. Uh, anyway, yeah. But we're, we're not talking to you about what if. Uh, we're I, talking I about figure... what if Tunic was an amazing game. Jesse, can you is imagine, it? Yeah. Can you imagine talking what if at this point? I mean, it came out like a few months ago, you fucking loser. You really want to talk about what if still? I mean, sure. to be fair, the what if comics is one of my favorite runs from Marvel. Like, I love that alternate history type thing um but again tunic you're a fox in a green yeah. tunic so it's it's tunic just what if but if you know link was a fox no no, no it's it's um it's a it's it's definitely um it's cool it's it starts kind of like uh link's awakening you watch up on a beach and um then you just go like there's no really hand holding in this game at all it's just go do stuff um like you can completely miss the sword like right away and have to get a sword later on you can like completely miss the shield i didn't have the shield for the longest time and i've i've recently found a shield <laughs> That's i totally got my zelda games mixed up and you're like oh yeah it's exactly it starts off like link's awakening you wake up on a beach it's like no, you wake up in a bed with your uncle and it's a stormy night. No, 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 that's linked to the past. Never mind. That's Never a different mind. repressed memory of yours, David. Um, no. Same thing. J- Jesse was right. And, um... <laughs> and so, like, you're this little fox, um... And as you're playing, like, the, every menu is in a different language. It's, like, this made-up language in the game. So you don't know what the menu says. Like, when you pick up items... 
Like, it'll give you a description, but the description is in that language, so you have no idea what it means. Um, like, so you just have to, like, try stuff and see what it does. Um, but as you go through, you find little pages of an instruction booklet. And the instruction booklet, like, tells you, like, how to play the game. And, like, you find, like, different parts and different, like, areas and stuff, like... You'll find like a thing that has like a list of what all the items do, like the the like the sword. You find out you're like, oh, there's a gun in this game. That's that's wild, um, and so that's pretty cool. And they have like the cool art, like it, it reminds me of like the Legend of Zelda art book with all the little like drawings and stuff of, of Link fighting the Moblins and stuff. It's Love it's that. really really cool looking. Um, the 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 big hook for the game, I would say, is, like, you have to look every fucking where. Nooks and crannies, um, hug the wall looking for secret areas, because, like, it's a, like, an isometric view, but you can't, like, change the camera. So, like, you have to, like, bump around in b behind trees and stuff to find all these secrets. Um, it's, it's really, like, um, it could be very, very difficult to, um... And uh, I I do like the explore uh, exploring nation or exploration. Yeah, the exploration of the game. It's just um, it's like a different kind of exploration. It's more of like like take Elden Ring for example. Like you see a thing over in the distance, and you're like, I want to go see what that is. While this is, I'm gonna walk along the walls and hope. I find something. So it's more of like a, a hidden exploration. Like you, you might find a, 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 an entrance to like a dungeon somewhere. Um, and like, like I said, no one tells you anything in this game. Um, but it's real cute. It's, it's it, the, the combat can be challenging. Although there is a thing you can switch off in the, um, the settings. So there's like a no fail mode, which um, honestly, at one point I did, turn on because I just kept getting killed by all this crap and I just wanted to find the next area and I was getting a little frustrated um, but um, it, it's still a cool game I think I'll play play it some more eventually I don't think it really uh, meshes well with the other games I've been playing so um, I don't it, know I just go ahead I was going to ask, does it have, like, an overarching story? Is it like a Zelda game where there's a, a main villain you're trying to conquest, or you're just kind of dropped in a world and just going? There is kind of a story, but um, it's kind of, like, um, told in, in pieces and through, like, the instruction book and stuff. Um, from what I understand, it gets, like, wilder and wilder the further you play it. Um so there is some a, a little bit of story, but it is more of a Dewey game. That's okay. where you just go like do stuff, and it's all puzzles and and it's pretty cool. It looks fucking amazing. It yeah. looks yeah, it's it's beautiful. It sounds good. I love I get, foxes. Yeah, foxes uh, I cool. love Zelda games. I love you know foxes acting like they're in Zelda games. Um, this looks fascinatingly appealing to me. I haven't really looked into this until now. Uh, kind of think I need to grab this. It looks straight up adorable. Yeah, yeah it's it's very very charming. And that's okay. So Jesse, if I uh, 
you know, I'm a Zelda guy, but I didn't fully get into the uh, 2019 Switch remake of Link's Awakening. Like, I thought it was adorable and it was fun, but it was a little bit slow by modern standards. You know, it's a remake of a Game Boy Zelda game. Uh, is this a little bit more engaging than that? Because it looks just as cute as that. Um, I would say it is a little more engaging because you're constantly looking for stuff. Um, like, play, just, you know, little places you can get into. Um, and I gotta admit, probably, you know, the fact that Link's Awakening was a remake was maybe the reason I wasn't fully engaged with it. It's yeah, like, oh, I know you. what this is. So maybe a, a full new experience where you're playing as an adorable fox doing adorable Zelda shit. Maybe, maybe I need to play that. Yeah. Um, you will be getting lost a lot. Love um, it. In the woods? In this game. Yes. Lost mm. in the woods. Um, does it have the does it have the lost woods mechanic where you enter a foggy set of woods and eventually uh, lose your way over and over again? I haven't got that part yet. Um, okay. The thing that has been my bothering me is like there's no real like fast travel option right like you know fairly into the game. I know later on you get some kind of way to you know move around the map, but I've been I seem to like go as far as I can in one area multiple times and I'm like I still can't figure out if if this is where I need to go or and then I have to go all the way back to like the starting place to go another direction so like there is a little frustration but of course that could just be on my part and for missing some kind of like easy thing you know so like like with this game everyone's I feel like everyone's play style or play of the game will be a little different because like I said, you could just straight up miss uh, the sword and, you know, fight the first boss with a stick instead of a sword, you know. Um, I've heard, you know, stuff like that happening, so. I like it. I like it a lot. I like the open-endedness and the freedom. It's fun. It's really fun. We have to check this out, man. Foxes. Yeah, it's just good. Are there other animals or is it mostly just foxes? Um, I know you play as the fox, but is there? Yeah. You know, are you talking other uh, little sword There's, and shield wielding animals? I know is, you fight some frog people. I was gonna say, Good. is there a villain that's a hound? Oh no! <laughs> and well, you become well, yeah. friends. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you friends with the hound at first, and then they eventually part ways? But you know, they they realize that they can't possibly be friends. Is, are we calling those people villains now, David? God, how does that movie end? Is it sad? Poorly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's sad because the fox and the hound can't be friends, but they they go their separate ways. Yes, it <sighs> ends with a when ends with the 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 farmer and the hound hunting the fox, and I think the forest is on fire. I, that, I might be conflating that with Bambi. Um, but yeah, no, uh, nobody gets killed. Uh, the hound basically tells the fox to fuck off, and they go their separate ways. Mm. They you know, I agree watched- to just part as friends. I watched that and Old Yeller like all the time, that, which is fucked up. Those Why, Why do you do this to yourself, Jesse? That explains <laughs> the, things. And the, and the thing is, is like Old Yeller is so good until like the end, and then the yeah. end, you're just like. Why? See, that's like, like somebody saying, like, oh, yeah, Up is my favorite Pixar movie, but uh, after the first ten minutes, I turn it off. <laughs> See, I would I would like to watch Up again and not watch the first ten minutes, because after I, that, it's a crazy romp. Yeah, you I know, still haven't is, seen it, because I heard the first ten minutes are just heart-wrenching. You know, story of a couple that never conceived a child. It's like, 
Well, what are you doing here, Pixar? What what, yeah. what, what, what is this? Wait a second. You're telling me, you're telling me Up isn't a short? Because I've only seen the first 10 minutes. <laughs> There's more to that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I blacked out after that, and there was more movies. <laughs> so sad, I cried myself yeah. to sleep. I fell into a sad coma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Some combination of sadness and horniness for Ed Asner just caused me to black out. <laughs> Next thing I knew, I was recording this podcast. <laughs> that describes my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rest in peace, you sexy king. Um, Jesse, anything else on Tunic? God, would it be better if the fox were voiced by Ed Asner? No. Um, what? It, I mean, yeah, obviously. Every character... <laughs> yes, of course. ...would be great. But I you was know, just thinking of, like, Star Fox crossover, but that's way better. That's something that we definitely need to get as either a radio stinger or <laughs> something for the, the computer sound. Just John's version of like, yeah, God, rest in peace, Ed Asner, you sexy man. Anyway, Jesse, anything more on Tunic? <laughs> sexy king, king, David. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Not only king. a sexy man, an all-time sex god, Ed Asner. Yeah. <laughs> Famous yeah, for that- sex. Guy just made him drip. Dude, you ever see it? You ever see it as her come? It's amazing. <laughs> they used no. to call him Ed Ass. I, I think I missed that episode of the Mary Tyler Moore show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. Um. Anyway, uh, fuck yeah, man. Great pick. Johnny, I'm so glad going. there's going to be Ed Asner tags in this episode. <laughs> Do you know how many times we've tagged Ed Asner in Game That Tune stuff? It's more than you think. <laughs> and, he, and he never replies. <laughs> because, for well, one, Johnny, he's dead. If I had a nickel for every time we had an Ed Asner tag, I'd have two nickels. Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> You'd be surprised. Before we move on, John, like we're about to start the last game. No, uh, no, we're not starting the last game. We're starting your game, and my game's going last. I got it sorted out. You got it. Yeah. All right. All yep. right. Things have things have worked out. Everything's good. I trust so you. So let's. It's good. Game five. Nailed. Bye. 
All right, guys. So uh, this was the first game in the uh, franchise to introduce a multiplayer mode. Guys, to see your answers. Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Jesse says Legend of Ed Asner, which is sadly incorrect, and uh, David says Four Swords Adventures. Which is technically not correct, and John just said four swords, which is the most correct. This is Tell me you're gonna get me on a fucking Four Swords Adventures. Four Swords oh, Adventures God. is the GameCube game. Uh this is the Game Boy Advance game <clears throat> Legend of Zelda Four Swords included with the Link to the Past remake. If we're going to be technical, Four Swords is not a standalone game. It was an included mode in Link to the Past on Game Boy Advance. Mm. So technically, you didn't pick a game. You picked a <laughs> mode. That would be like saying my game is Mega Man 9 Endless Mode. Like, no. Well, well, I mean, David, it does say on the, uh, on the cover, it's The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Includes a new multiplayer adventure, Four Swords. It doesn't say a new mode, and it's called <laughs> The Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past and Four Swords. Oh, it, for you know, fuck's sake! I think it's, it's a uh, different game technically. It was eventually it's, okay. It's literally you know, the same game, but you can play it as one person. It was eventually released as a standalone port on the DSiWare, David's favorite medium of all time as the Legend of Zelda Four Swords Anniversary Edition. That was different, though, because it included levels based on the original Zelda as well as Link's Awakening, because I downloaded and I played Four Swords the Anniversary Edition. That doesn't sound like something you would have done. <sighs> I mean, I will not take the point, but I'm going to be pissed about it. <laughs> no, you, you know, you're allowed to be pissed about it, because Johnny, what the fuck, man? Like, you know, this is very cute of you to say, oh, this game reminds me of Zelda. You know what reminds me of Zelda? <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> oh, Johnny, I couldn't even... Uh, fucking A, man. Are you serious? <laughs> That's the greatest impression you know, David's, I've ever heard David of is right to be outraged, but for the right reason. The right reason is, Johnny, come on, man. I'm seeing double hair. There's four Johnnies. <laughs> I'm seeing double hair. Eight swords. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking you gotta be kidding me with this Johnny you really couldn't come up with a game that reminded you of Zelda a game can we go over the things so far that we've like mentioned in this episode that could possibly remind you of Zelda <laughs> sure swords green outfits 
blocks, top-down perspective, top-down perspectives, puzzles, princesses, fields, magic, mu- music, magic, triangles, triangles. I'm still just. And this I'm game just, has all of that. It just, <laughs> <laughs> there's one thing we've not mentioned in all this games with Zelda. <laughs> I'm still reeling from the fact that Johnny's brain went. You know what reminds me of the Legend of Zelda? The Legend, Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, it seems really it's obvious. I don't understand why you guys did also pick Zelda games. It makes it so much easier. What I'm disappointed <laughs> really is the fact that there are two big games <laughs> that are quote-unquote Zelda games that are not mentioned in the Zelda canon anywhere. And to my knowledge, we've used one of them so oh. far. If you were going to land on a fucking fake Zelda game, how did you not land on Faces of Evil for the CDI? How did you end up on Four Swords, man? Like, Honestly, I just had a hard time finding the soundtrack for that one, so I went with this one. <laughs> Trust me, man. I, 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 I tried to find the soundtrack for that one. Because I would give you a point on Faces of Evil because it's not a Zelda game. It's called Link Faces of Evil. And yes, it does vaguely remind people of a Zelda game despite being whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> but, man... Um, and <laughs> I do want to take this moment to shout out Jaded Gamer in our Discord chat who says the second should have been game over of the night. Oh, what was the first? <laughs> yeah, I think the first was you for the card battle. Well, that, but I, you know, I, that was a self-imposed thing. That was just me realizing I didn't like my pick I, you know, and striving to do better. Johnny, it's too late for you to strive for better, man. You <laughs> fucked up. You, this was gonna be your close. <laughs> yeah. This was gonna. The note that we went out on, Johnny? Yeah, man. You're going to close the This Reminds Me of Zelda show <laughs> with an actual Zelda game. I can't think of a better ending. That's that's a real cherry on top of the show, isn't it? It's kind of the shit that this, this is, you know, it's like the podcast version of why Johnny's not allowed to pick the movie for his friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they ask you for something and you blow the fucking assignment, man. <laughs> Oh my <sighs> goodness! I mean, I I do love the idea of the four swords. I you know, sadly, I never played four swords adventures, but uh, you know, I you know, you know what I like most about four swords? Different colored outfits. What's I like say, is it a, purple Link? Little purple outfit. I love yeah. purple Link. Purple, purple is good. This, Red is good. This this whole thing is definitely peak Nintendo trying to sell you accessories because you had that GameCube oh, yeah. game, and if you could buy the. Yeah cables to play with your Game Boy Advances so you could plug the Game Boy Advances into the GameCube. Right. And I still don't know if you have to have the cart to play with the GameCube game or if like the GameCube game just downloads your Game Boy Advance or how any of that shit works. David, can you answer this? Did you ever do this? Um, no. But I believe you did not require the cart. I think you ah. just needed a Game Boy and a Game Boy to GameCube adapter, but you did require four of them. Um, I have heard that if you're able to connect all of that, which people have done at it's like, like a really fun game, PAX or Magfest or whatever, it's super fun. But yeah, yeah like nobody fucking did this. I you're have playing... a Game Boy Advance to GameCube connector, and I've never played this. Wow, not even single? No. Okay, cool. Just making sure, because that feels also like something you would have done. Like, just, you know, not, not four, but one. 
because uh, yeah, I think the uh, the whole connecting the Game Boy Advance to the GameCube thing made for like some fun early Wii U kind of gameplay. Like you're all controlling your different links, and it's like you can fall in dungeons and pits and get rupees on your little screen that the other guys can't see. Like, and you're popping in and out of the overworld. It sounded really cool. Yeah, it did. Just requires entirely too much stuff to do. It's just way too much shit, man. Like, yeah, like it's excessive. I would love to see it come back now, like. Because now you don't need a Game Boy Advance and a bunch of uh, fucking stuff. You can just play online. <laughs> so like, you can just play Four Swords Adventures and everybody can just see what they're doing on their own screen. Like You don't need the shared I, screens or I, the I, secret Game Boy adapters. But yeah, I don't know. I think the Game Boy Advance adapters things, it would have gone better if just like it, that existed from day one and there were like way more games to support it, right? It's it's a hard sell to buy these stupid cables when there's like I don't know like four or five games that'll actually work with. Uh, I mean, isn't that the story of like every Nintendo peripheral? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I know of three games that supported it: uh, Wind Waker, Four Crystal Swords, Crystal. and Animal Crossing. Oh, Animal Crossing. Yeah. For some reason, you, I thought Crystal Crossing. Um, maybe that did, I'm not sure, but I know Animal Crossing did, because that's why I got it, because you could visit a little island on your Game Boy Advance and Love get, that. like, exclusive furniture and stuff. Yeah, and, like, special fruit. I think yeah. Sonic Adventure, um, the GameCube ports supported it for the Cow Garden, I think. You could, like, move your cow to the Game Boy Advance or something. That makes cow sense. Cow Garden? Yeah, Chow, Cow, whatever you call those things. I, n- I never learned how to pronounce it. Okay, I was going to say, wait a minute, like, you, you know, my not quite f- fully processing brain thing was like, sorry, is there a level in Sonic called the Cow Garden, oh. where he's, what, running around cow? And then I realized, I'm like, no, you're saying chow, as I've uh, been made to understand it, but, you know, cow. That's... Well, because it's spelled somewhere to chaos without the S, right? So in my head, it should be K-O-W? I don't know. It's, it's a weird word. K-O-W. But, I already said no. chow, but I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, it's one of those that could go either way. Yeah, I've real, I'm realizing I've never heard anybody say it out loud. <laughs> uh, so, so I'll go to the cow garden. I, uh, I, it's I my do, favorite bar. <laughs> I would like to track down a copy of Four Swords, I guess Adventures, because that's a different game. Yeah, um, and play through it because a lot of the. Oh God, this is going to sound so weird and pretentious. Yeah, a lot of the Four Swords lore. I do enjoy because the Pickery Blade from Minish Cap eventually becomes the Four Sword, and that's kind of that connection in the Zelda timeline, Um, which is why in Minish Cap you can use the Pickery Blade to fuse into four different links on certain tiles. Yep, I like that. And I like the, the, like, it seems like cartoon Zelda is its own little timeline, and I kind of wish they would just bring it back, you know? Like, they had the the Wind Waker Phantom Hourglass uh, Spirit Tracks you know Minish Cap uh, Four Swords stuff going on like yeah make more Toon Link games I would play them I definitely as much as I love Wind Waker and I do love Wind Waker um, there's something about Toon Link in sprite form that like perfectly encapsulates Zelda to me yeah it's fucking adorable is what it is Um, but anyway you know what's not adorable John Regan. Um, <laughs> can my I, goodness, man. Can I hear more of that impression of me from earlier? That was amazing. 
No, okay. it's lightning in a bottle, man. Can't be re- replicated. <laughs> That's fine. Uh. That's fine, Johnny. I got you. Um, I'll, I'm going to do my John Regan impression now. <clears throat> Go. Ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, Johnny, you know, it's... Whatever. <laughs> this, you know, should be the end of the show, but in... You know, in an effort to land this plane properly, in an effort to uncrash this plane from the mountain, we've got what now I guess we'll call a bonus game, my final game of the night. So Johnny, let's uh, let's hit that and see if we can just get this fucking you know legendarily bad pick out of, you know taste out of our mouth. <laughs>
All right, guys. I know you're feeling good after that. So, this game was released for the Sega Genesis and the Sega Saturn. And while the gameplay is largely the same between both games, there are a few differences. Mainly, in the Genesis version, you play as an unnamed character seeking to challenge the titular character. In the Saturn version, you play as the titular character challenging other characters around the country. And the Saturn version includes FMV cutscenes and a brief documentary about the game's titular character.
All right, guys. I assume everybody's feeling fantastic. So good. I had it after the first song. Good. Same. Let's see it. Come on. Johnny says Zelda D triple X with. Is that a knife stabbed into the ball? He's holding a sword. got stabbed with a knife, but I realized the balls are holding the sword. Oh, I see. Sadly incorrect. Uh, David says The Legend of Conquer 64 Sadly unreleased But uh, a great guess And Jesse says Burger Time Which I agree with philosophically But no it's not Burger Time That's not this game Breaks my heart guys You guys couldn't figure out we what really legend? don't know our Zelda likes, do we? Yeah, no, you really don't, man. Uh, you know, I, I thought maybe that, uh, you know, maybe that music would kind of put you in a certain mood, put you in a certain setting, make you think about playing a nice game of billiards. Guys, this is Minnesota Fats Pool Legend. Okay. Did you just out Johnny Johnny? No. What are you talking about? I, you know. I pulled up my spreadsheet of games that we use for Game That Tune Gems, aka a spreadsheet of every known game for every system released in the last 30 years. Did a control F for Legend. I realized that's really what it takes to be like the Legend of Zelda. And I landed on Minnesota Fats Pool Legend for the Sega Genesis and also the Sega Saturn. So. Okay, uh. He's a legend. Minnesota I, Fats. This this is a very brief tangent because there's something that I want to bring up based on what you just said, but um, you were so upset about our theme of Zelda-like games closing on a Zelda game, but, you're fine, but you're fine with it closing on a billiards game? Uh, yes, a billiards game that is featuring a legend in one Minnesota Fats. Yeah, I'm fine with this. Secondly, <laughs> what I want to bring up Minnesota is it was released Wanderone. It was released on the Genesis and the Saturn. How yes. big was that upgrade? <laughs> well, might the say Saturn was, had FMV. You might say it was Minnesota Fat, um, but you know the real difference. Is they are largely the same game. It is a top-down billiards game. And the only Top real down. difference for the Saturn is they added FMV cutscenes and a brief documentary about Minnesota Fats. That's kind of um, cool. It is dope, man. I, you know, I think it's fucking great. People need to know about Minnesota Fats. This guy, he might be the oldest titular character in the history of video games. Rudolph Minnesota Fats Wanderone Jr. was born January 19th, 1913. This game came out in 1995. He was now, fucking well, how very old. Do you think they came to... Obviously, like, lawyers and stuff had to come to him. And he had to sign something so he'd get money. But do you think he understood that he was going to be in, a, like, a Sega Genesis game? Like, a video game? I doubt game? he understood anything. <laughs> I just like, doubt he gave a fuck. Like, you're in Japan, this was sure. called... In Japan, this was called Side Pocket. Uh, it was just, it was a mere billiards game. <laughs> in America, they needed something to push that over the top, and they got Minnesota Fats. And so, fun fact, this game came out in 90, 1995. Minnesota Fats 
died January 15th, 1996. Uh, he did not get to enjoy the success of Minnesota Fast Ooh, Legend for you very think long. You got to play it? You know, I wonder if he was capable of playing it. Do you think Minnesota Fats owned a Genesis or a Saturn? I, you know, he, I imagine... He strikes oh. me as a Saturn player. <laughs> I imagine that... capable, I, I thought you meant like he was, like, bedridden or something. Well, that too. He was also <laughs> 82 years old and dying. <laughs> Guys, I, I, I'm going to bet that he was, like, directly involved in making in the making of this game. It was very hands-on was like at Sega headquarters every day overseeing it from start to finish making sure Probably that this was. met like the top quality that you would expect from uh, he was there shooting name. those FMV clips he was really you know, really getting into the production and the story because yeah the game has a story mode in in both games it's story mode again in Genesis you're an unnamed young man trying to challenge Minnesota fats you gotta tra tra like travel around the country play it's like pool against Gannon. Play pool against other pool hustlers and eventually challenge Minnesota Fats. In the Sega Saturn version, you play as Minnesota Fats, challenging other pool hustlers around the country with FMV cutscenes of him interacting with them. And the actors in these cutscenes, besides Minnesota Fats, were largely employees of Data East. <laughs> Are they even getting uh, okay. the other legendary pool players to be in the cutscenes? Yeah, they, they couldn't get the legendary... Like, I don't know that any other real pool hustlers attach their names to this what, game. <laughs> what kind of shitty pool hustler do you have to be to think you can take down Minnesota Fats? See, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, he's a goddamn legend, guys. Like, he walks in, and he's like, who wants to play? People are going to be like, uh, no, you're going to beat us. But I mean, like, you know, I get it being a young, like, cocksure pool player hanging out at the bar. You think you got, you know, you think you got some hot shit and Minnesota Fats strolls in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you, but you don't turn down the chance to try, man. You got to shoot your shot, right? Like, I, yeah, I know the old now, you know, wireism from Omar know. is if so, you come at the king, you best not miss. But like, if Minnesota Fats walks in the building, you got to... At now, least shoot your shot. You gotta come for the king. I don't know. Now, if it was like like Terry Two Rivers, then maybe you go after him. See, but now, Minnesota and what if, Fats is like so good. Maybe more like a a Virginia like bootsmith. You know, he's what if the Black good. Widow walked in the building? You gotta play against the Black Widow, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, that yeah, that's just because of you know representing. You know, just to tell and people you played. You know, but she's Minnesota a Stone Fats, Cold Fox too, just, really. just, you're gonna lose. Now, no, every time. how many tunics do you wear in this game? You know, that's the thing. Minnesota Fats, he's a dapper man. <laughs> Sadly, it, you know, they don't, because it's a top-down billiards game, show Minnesota Fats very much. He's on the title screen. He's standing behind the logo. He's holding a billiard stick, a cue, if you will. Um, and other than that, you don't really see Minnesota Fats very much in the game. So... Is he wearing a tunic? Highly unlikely. He's most likely dressed like he's competing in a billiards tournament on ESPN3. Okay, how and many... they don't wear many tunics on ESPN3. You know, the, the rack is a triangle, too. That's true. That reminds me of The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Triforce you know, of billiard balls. The most important thing is that Minnesota Fats himself is a legend. A pool yeah. legend. How I, many I treasures do you find? I, I think can't. he might be one of the great spirits of Hyrule. He is. He's Raru. He's the spirit of life. Raru. <laughs> I can't wait 
to declare the winner and have a theme for the next episode Robbie so I could find the weakest, most tangentially related game to pull What's for next problem, episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't see the issue here, man. I, you know, that, I didn't feel that good about my first pick. challenge for next week, and I look forward to it. Didn't feel good about my first pick. Felt way better about this pick. Yes, Legend. Yes, because God forbid a fantasy adventure game isn't Zelda enough. It was a card game. And a yeah, billiard I'm... game is better. Well, this has Minnesota Fats. <laughs> a legend. <laughs> yeah. A legend. Minnesota like, Fats, David. Like, you don't understand the gravity of the situation. <laughs> yeah, David's just, he's just, he's just talking shit because he is afraid to prove his worthiness at the pool table. David is one of the few people that if Minnesota Fats walked into the bar and said he's taking on all comers, David would just spin right back around on his stool and not look Minnesota Fats in the eye. You know why, David? Because he would scare the shit out of you. <laughs> he would show you something that you're afraid to see within yourself. And that's that you got the heart of a champion, David. Minnesota Fats would bring that out in you. And then he would take it, rip it out of your chest, hit it into the corner pocket, take your money off the table, and walk right out of that bar. Probably go get some nachos. God, yeah, he would crush a pile of fucking Chicago-style nachos. Minnesota fats for nothing. They don't call him Minnesota fats just because he's morbidly obese. Because yeah. <laughs> my fat hog. It would be really great if, in between rounds of pool in this game, there was a test your might mode where you had to crush plates of nachos. <laughs> yes. Uh, Kerrigan but... in the chat points out that nachos are triangles. That too. <laughs> See. It's like Wind Waker. Like eating the mm -hmm. Triforce. Yeah, you gotta go and get all the little shards of the Triforce on a big plate of nachos. <laughs> all the little nachos. <laughs> you gotta hustle tickle out of that money. Oh, man. I love how I'm so pissed about how this doesn't relate to the theme, and it wasn't even my fucking theme. <laughs> yeah. You have every right to be pissed, David. You put a lot of effort into this theme. And I put twice as much effort in and got twice as much out of it. So... <laughs> That's just how it goes when you're rolling with Minnesota Fats. Um, <laughs> God damn it. You know, I'm so glad he's going to be tagged in this episode. Finally, more importantly than anything, like, I'm oh. just glad that we got this funky, smooth-ass soundtrack onto the fucking radio now. Like, I'm Minnesota Fats Pool Legend is going to be a mainstay of Game Night That Radio. is a sweet soundtrack. It's I'm so dope, man. I'm so glad that at last... On episode 287 of this Seven. podcast, we're able to tag both Ed Asner and Minnesota Fats. Oh, God, God. A, you know, a lot of people thought for a while there that they were the same person. They're not. <laughs> if they don't write us back after this, I don't think they're ever going to write us back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Johnny, Johnny still, there's a slight yeah, problem with that. <laughs> Here's the thing. Ed dead. Asner outlived Minnesota Fats by a good 27 <laughs> years, but... <laughs> Uh, both <laughs> dead still. <laughs> My statement still oh, stands. Man. <laughs> <laughs> still excited. Um, so yeah, man, Minnesota Fats, what a fucking legend. He's uh, he's up there in heaven with Ed Asner and uh, Jonah Lamu in the legends section of fucking heaven. Um, it's only three men deep. Is that the rugby guy? Yeah, he's a fucking yeah, beast, man. I remember. Yeah. He's fucking up there legendarily beasting his way through heaven along with Ed Asner and his fucking sexy drip. They're and, all just uh, crushing nachos. Just Minnesota Fats crushing a plate nachos. of nachos. <laughs> yeah, just fucking hustling all of the people in heaven in billiards. Oh, God. Because um, you know why, David? 
Well, let me say it again. He's a Minnesota legend? Fats is a goddamn pool legend. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Beeps. What the heck? Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Yeah, that's right. You can't stop it, guys. <laughs> hey, that music reminds me of Zelda. It really reminds me of Zelda 2, but it's my wind theme. So, you know what it really reminds me of? Minnesota Fat. Oh, yeah. Rest in Pour peace. Pour one out there. Yeah. Pour out a whole plate of nachos yeah. for the legend. God. Just yeah. pour it all over the, the pool table and then shoot pool. <laughs> Sir, you're going to have to leave. Hey, hey, I'm just paying tribute to Minnesota Fats. <laughs> you're going to yeah. have to leave, sir. It's a, it's a hell of a trick shot to hit a fucking corner <laughs> pocket through a pile of nachos. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Man, mo, man. You know, I, I, uh, I dedicate this win, this triumphant victory. Uh, apparently, I'm the only one that fucking knows Zelda games because I'm the only one that scored points tonight. Um, apparently, I'm the only one that knows Zelda games because I'm the only one that chose a billiard game with Minnesota yeah. Fats. Yeah, exactly. Not a billiard a game, legend. the billiard game with Minnesota Fats. Um, but yeah, so you know, as the resident Zelda king around here, uh, it, I dedicate this win to uh, the memory of Ed Asner and Minnesota Fats, and uh, I declare that. In honor of Minnesota Fats and no one else, next week's theme. Actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and just I'll, I'll pull the curtain back on that. You know, this theme reminded us of the Legend of Zelda because it was the Legend of Zelda length of the past 30th anniversary this uh, past week. I'm gonna keep that going. Somebody else had a 30th anniversary recently. A fat character, and I'm not talking Minnesota about Minnesota Fats. Fats. <laughs> The, another fat character. The second most popular fat character in the history of video games. Not Minnesota Fats. Big the cat. Kirby. Kirby had a 30th anniversary. He's fat. He's adorable. Some call him the Minnesota Fats of his uh, his time. Literally and no one has ever said that. He's, he's pop star Fats. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. Uh, Wispy Woods Fats. Uh, we call him Kirby. And the theme for next week's episode, Cute Games. There you have it. I wanted to be cute. So, is Minnesota you know, Fats Kirby cute? For... Minnesota Very. Fats is fucking adorable, man. Look at that guy. He's, he's such a little scamp. <laughs> you know, Google some images of Minnesota Fats and tell me that's not just a sweet little old man that you want to hang out and play pool with. But, anyway. Minnesota Fats is dead and buried. Kirby is on the rise. Uh, the theme next week, in honor of Kirby and Minnesota Fats, uh, cute games. There you have it. It's going to be good. Um, what a fucking show. <laughs> I'm glad that this, the Minnesota Fats pick cast a pall over the end of this show. Yeah, David, I'm going to demand that you take this less seriously. <laughs> I'm so yeah. mad. Good God. Calm down, sir. <laughs> yeah. There is... I wasn't doing a bit. This was, you know, this is, you know, exactly how this show um, just it, it just came up organically. This is uh, the way it is, man. You know, embrace the fats. Uh, so, 
what a show it's been, man. Thank you, uh, thank you, David, for putting up with this, and thank you, everybody watching live, putting up with it. We're live every week. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. We love you guys watching along live with us. Great crowd tonight. Great, uh, great chatter in the chat box. We love you guys watching live. Thanks, everybody, checking us out in podcast form. The show is available in podcast form starting on Tuesday mornings. Uh, check us out, GameThatTune.com, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, you know, rate, subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do to get Game That Tune in your podcast hole. Put it in there and uh, enjoy it. Um, special uh, shout out to everybody checking out Patreon. Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. My goodness, guys, we've got a lot of fun going on at Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. We've got uh, mixtapes. We've got covered up. We've got Game That Tune gems where we take a look and listen back to games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago. We've got our movie commentaries. We just did one the other night for The Running Man, and we had a blast. Literally, uh, a character's head exploded. But, uh, you know, if, if anybody wants to hang out and watch movies with us, subscribe to patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the way to do it. We have a lot of fun. And you help us keep the lights on at our 24-7 uh, video game music live stream, radio.gamethattune.com. We super appreciate you guys checking out Patreon. Special shout out to our absurd fans on Patreon. Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Taylor Wise, Sam L, Mork, Tasty, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, Unsaddled Zebra, and Akadar, a fantastic group of patrons that we've got at patreon.com slash tune. Go and join them and join us for some fun. Uh, shout out to our requester this week. Jesse took the request. Who made the request? It was Acre in it the Discord. It was Acre in the Discord. That's the best place to make your requests in our Discord server. Join us there. Make your requests. Chat with us. Hang out. We love talking to you guys. We love interacting with you guys. We've got a lot of fun stuff going on in Discord. David's posting pornographic cartoons all the time. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff going on in our Discord. Not it's all a ton the of time. Fun. All the time, David. Don't don't undersell it. It's yeah. You know, I would rate it all the time. Frequent enough that I am promoting it on the show. David's <laughs> pornography. Um, but yeah, so join us in Discord. Uh, that's the best place to make a request. But you can also email us gamethatune at gmail dot com, uh, or you can come find us on social media. You know, we're, again, we're on Facebook, uh, but. I'm not going to promote the uh, the bird site anymore. We're fully done with that. So if you want to come interact with us on social media, go to gamethattune.com. Or no, sorry, gamethattune.club. That is our new social media server. That's the thing I'm pushing. It's our new non-Twitter social media. Join the Game That Tune Club. Gamethattune.club. And uh, we would love to see you guys there. Make requests. Any requests we get on gamethattune.club gets immediate priority just out of sheer you actually join this you know incredulousness so uh please do join us at game that tune club uh and yeah we uh we love you guys we're going out with my bonus tunes of course i gotta send it home with more music from minnesota fats pool legend how else could i send us home <laughs> david's gone <laughs> um <laughs> So we're going home with some more smooth jams from the pool hall. As uh, as Minnesota Fats would say when he's uh, done hustling you, he would say, until tomorrow. So from Minnesota Fats pool legend and composer Shogo Sakai, we've got until tomorrow. And we love you guys. Until next week, peace out, everybody.
Ugh. Lost Kingdoms is copyright 2002 from Software. Hyper Light Drifter is copyright 2016 Heart Machine. Unsighted is copyright 2021 Studio Pixel Punk. Tunic is copyright 2022 Finji. The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past and Four Swords is copyright 2002 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Minnesota Fats Pool Legend is copyright 1995 Data East. I love that, like... <laughs> You know, the, there's that fucking line where Homer is playing pool against, like, with Flanders. He says, they don't call me Springfield Fats just because I'm morbidly obese. Yeah. <laughs> I love that there is... Objection! <laughs> whoops, 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 my bad. Whoa. That's not a good line, and right. here's why. Right, I highly object to that line.